All right, welcome to the Nino Attorney Podcast. I'm Paul Nino. And I'm Steve Tierney. This was a discussion uh, Steve and I had on Friday, January 29th, 2021, just catching up on new understandings of some of these tax rules and tax laws that we're going to be applying to our clients' tax returns this uh, upcoming tax season. Yes, it's our annual day of rain here in California. And uh, yes, what did we, we talked about? Go ahead. Yeah, so we talked about the uh, possibility of California allowing a deduction for expenses paid from forgiven PPP funds. Talked about the California Small Business COVID-19 Relief Grant Program that's um, available to small businesses next week. Uh, we talked about self-employed individuals being able to, to defer self-employment tax just like employers can. And we talked about uh, some nuances that you learned about uh, that the, uh, how employers who uh, took the, the credit for basically COVID sick time, uh, some nuances to how they need to treat those. Things. Yep, exactly. So hopefully this is uh, helpful information for our clients. We hope you're all doing well and surviving the rain. And uh, we look forward to talking with you soon. Take care. Happy tax season. <laughs>
and we were we've been kind of chatting back and forth of hey are we going to have to extend these tax returns until we know what California is going to do regarding this yeah and frankly until last week I I didn't even think there was any rumblings that California would allow these expenses to be deducted I mean the tax projections we did after the tax changes were made at the end of December uh, on a federal purpose uh, on a federal level we went back and changed tax projections to take a deduction for federal purposes but I never contemplated that California would allow this deduction so now um, this week there's there was a bill introduced AB 281 uh, the author of the bill is Assemblywoman Autumn Burke, and she's the chair of the Assembly Revenue and Taxation Committee. She was also the author of AB 1577, which excluded from tax taxation the, the cancellation of the debt. Okay. So it seems like she's high ranking, and there's a good chance that this could pass. I mean, right. we know that California is going to have a big budget problem and that they are wanting revenue, but, uh, you know, hope, uh, hopefully that there's a chance just for simplicity um, and, I don't know, fairness, I think, uh, that this might pass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Otherwise, we've got this, well, what I would say, like M1 issues where adjustments between federal and state tax that we'd have to track or make an adjustment for, I guess, between federal tax and California tax, which would be a huge adjustment for taxpayers. So for our clients, I think the big impact here is number one, there's a chance that that that, that, that amount won't be income. And so the amounts that we've projected, or if we didn't, you know, if we weren't engaged in projections, the amounts that you, you might've thought you might owe may be less. And number two, we don't know. And so, um, there's a good chance if this doesn't happen in the next 30 days, the only real solution is going to be to extend tax returns and consider paying in just in case, or if you feel bold, you know, you don't pay in, assuming it's going to get passed. Yeah, and, to, and then and wait. So extend and wait, essentially, right. or file and have to amend later on. Right. Which is interesting. You know, we, I don't know, we haven't obviously haven't gotten into that here on this podcast, but, you know, for partnerships, you probably want to file an extension anyway, so you don't have to go through the administrative adjustment process. Um, so almost want to file an extension for every partnership anyways, that way you can make the correction and file an amended return as opposed to go through that administrative process, which sounds like it's a total pain. Yeah, yeah. So the article that I'm reading this from is from Spidel, who we love. They're, they're a tax service for CPAs that specializes in California tax information. And they're, they're, the, the, the bottom line of this article says, if you and your clients would like to see this bill enacted, please contact your legislators to let them know your opinion and urge them to pass this bill as soon as possible. So I thought I'd just pass that on to find your representative, go to findyourrep.legislature.ca.gov. Or just call Governor Newsom directly and, and tell him. 
Oh wait, no. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back on the <laughs> on that very you know look for him at the French laundry. Am yeah. I like trying to poke you here? <laughs> uh, all right. So the other thing that I think is um, um, just immediate potential help to our clients is this California Small Business Relief Grant Program. So we've talked about this before. California has a, a grant uh, program. It's called the, maybe I just said this, but California Small Business COVID-19 Relief Grant Program. And this, the region, reason this version is the second round is now available for applications beginning February 2nd, which I think is Tuesday next week. Yeah. And the applications close on February 8th. So there's a small window to apply for these grants. Okay. So basically small businesses that were impacted by COVID um, can apply for a grant up to, I think it was up to $25,000 for the business. Yeah, that sounds right. So that's, you know, for small businesses out there, I mean, we have them, we know that there are small businesses out there that are uh, hurt by COVID. This is a good, a good program to apply to, you know, take advantage of everything that's available to you. Yeah. Cool. So I wanted to make sure we talk about that, you know, so people could, could, could uh, take advantage of that. I had a couple of things. I think they're more related to kind of administratively, how do I, you know, now that we've got some of these payroll tax credits and deductions, like how do we account for them on, on tax returns? Uh, a couple of things that I saw uh, in some of the material I was reading is if you receive the payroll tax credit when you paid for your employees sick and family leave, you know, you got a credit for that amount on your 941, reduced your payroll taxes, you actually have to increase the gross income on your business return for the amount of that credit. You still get the deduction for the wages, but you have to uh, increase the income for the amount of the credit related to the sick and family leave that you got on your payroll return. So something that's you're going to have to track, especially since it's on a totally different type of form. You know, it's on a payroll return. You're going to have to make sure you transition that over to your corporate or partnership return. So something I saw the other day. Yeah, that makes sense. We hadn't thought of that before, but that makes sense. Very kind of typical when you get a credit, like let's say a solar credit. You, you're, they give you either the credit or the deduction. Not gonna mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we kind of discussed in our staff meeting the other day that, you know, employers were allowed to defer the Social Security taxes on their employees and they had to repay part of it in 21 and then the other half in 22. Uh, we saw that self-employed individuals could do the same thing, which was kind of a surprise. And so if you have a, a self-employed taxpayer, uh, you're going to be able to defer uh, the one half self-employment taxes uh, for two years as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's another one of these nuances from all the stuff that we, you know, hadn't really thought about. I've got another nuance thought to this is, you know, we do a lot of tax returns for 
clergy and pastors who have to pay social security tax on their wages because they, that doesn't get withheld by their employers. Right. But they'll be eligible to defer that as well. You know, they're technically not self-employed. Yeah, I mean, obviously the ones that have elected out won't have elected out of social security. They obviously wouldn't, but the others, I would think, yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that's another nuance and an, another question for sure. So yeah, I think our clients should expect that we'll be raising that for them. For our self-employed clients who um, are, are paying self-employed uh, self-employment tax on their profit on a Schedule C, you know, we'll be raising that and saying, "Is this something you want to take advantage of?" Uh, yeah. You know, that self-employment tax they wouldn't have to repay it until December thirty-first, I think, twenty twenty-one, and December right. twenty twenty-two. Do you know how? that gets reported like uh if we prepare a return and we calculate okay well this taxpayer has you know twenty thousand dollars in self-employment tax and we want to defer paying 10 of that how do we re have they released any guidance that you're yeah aware? i think that there was a there's a line item like on worksheet three or something i remember we talked about that was a reduction in that amount i think okay but i saw the other thing about, you know, just kind of deferring payroll tax, it's, you know, it's crazy deferring payroll taxes and, and just payroll taxes in general has gotten so much more complicated this year because of it. But you know, the interesting thing on the repayment of those payroll taxes, and we were kind of working through that as well, is as a firm, I believe that you're going to have to go back and amend like all your prior 941s which are the to, quarterly payroll tax returns. The quarterly payroll tax returns to reflect when you finally do repay those payroll taxes. Like that's the only way I think uh, to show that everything is square with the government. I would be surprised if they don't come up with some, you know, they've got 11 months essentially to come up with some different way of doing it by December 31st. That would be, yeah, that I, I agree with you. Hopefully that's just uh, hey, we haven't had time to really, we're focused on the PPP thing. We don't, we don't know how to do that yet. So back to the self-employed individual deferring what half of their self-employment tax. Yeah. Um, I, I think we discussed this, but um, will they still be eligible to take a deduction for their self-employment tax, their one-half self-employment tax. I'm pretty sure that they can. I think so too. I think I saw that. Yeah. So complicated. Yeah. It's crazy how complicated all this is. I was talking to another CPA uh, yesterday, and it feels like the the volume of changes that we've had in the last six, well, ten years. Let's just say with. Um, the eight, you know, the Affordable Care Act, then the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, now with the CARES Act, over the last like 10 years, it's been insane. If you think about it, and maybe we're just, you know, giving ourselves pats on the back here, figuring this out. But it seems like to me that the biggest act before that was like 1986. Right. And yes. then all of a sudden it's like 86 to like, you know, 2010, like hardly anything, just minor changes tweaks here and there, 179 went up, or maybe the estate yeah. tax, as opposed to like blowing up uh, the whole tax code. Yeah. Yep, I agree.
So the accounts job security. <laughs> exactly. All right. Anything else to discuss? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Uh, it's currently not raining, but I think it's supposed to keep going. I'm going to actually get a haircut for the first time in months. Nice. And uh, and then enjoy the weekend. I'll be I'll be working tomorrow. I'm sure I'll see you either in person or online working. Inside haircut. I think so. I or hope outside so. in the outside in the. Yeah, I hope rain. it's not outside in the rain. <laughs> Where your uh, it too a lot easier for them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. I'll be online tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. Wow. <laughs>